Greetings, Cap fans, and welcome to episode 54 of the Captain America Comic Book Fans Podcast. I am your host, Rick Furbanis, and as always, I am joined by the best gosh darn co-host out there, Mr. Bob Lucius. Bob? Magadangabi. <laughs> Is that Tagalog, Rick? Is are you, are you speaking Tagalog? Uh, no, it's it's uh, it's from the Philippines. Okay, okay. Well, I, I, you know, Philippines. One of the languages of the Philippines is Tagalog. Uh, uh, it might be a dialect of that. I don't know. It, it, I, I'm not sure. That could be. Uh, I think uh, not necessarily Tagalog. Could be Filipino, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's not, it's, not it's Magadangabi. Tagalog. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. and uh, well, do you know what that means? Uh, hello. Well, it means. Good evening, because again, I like to keep it formal with you, Bob. Yeah, <laughs> and I appreciate that. I appreciate that level of respect uh, yes. among among, among uh, professionals. Right. Uh, well, that's that's impressive. That was impressive. Uh, I, I assume I don't I don't actually speak uh, Filipino or Tagalog, uh, mm-hmm. but you know I do speak Malay and Indonesian, which is a as uh, is a is a you know, it's a close relative um of of tagalog and, and filipino mm-hmm. and uh and your pronunciation was uh spot on very nice ah, well yeah. thank you i uh yeah. i did practice if i, I closed my eyes i i like it took me back to that part of the world it's mm-hmm. crazy now if i if i if i wasn't going to be formal i i would say kumusta kayo yeah which is how are you yeah and then i'd give you a hug yeah <laughs> I like how you've uh, you've you've interwoven the language and the culture. Very nice, nicely yeah. done. You I mean you yeah. can't speak the language of culture? So well done. Oh, thank you, thank you, you know, very much. You know, the re- listeners, listeners, this is just indicative of the sort of research that Rick puts in to this quality production. So uh, I mean, I hope you appreciate it because uh, I, I certainly do. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. So the reason I I said that in that language was because today we're covering issue four of the United States of Captain America. And as each issue, it introduces a new captain from the captain's network. And the the one that's being introduced in this uh, issue, her name is uh, Ariel uh, Agbayani. And it is, uh, she's a Filipino American. Which is, which is awesome. It's just awesome. I mean, I, you know, I have, uh, I've seen, you know, in some of the Filipino comic groups that I, I, I frequent, I haunt uh, mm-hmm. quietly from a distance. Uh, I, the, the level of excitement about this character has really been palpable. Uh, a lot of excitement. Yeah. I think it goes back to um, it's just, Hey, having a character or characters that you can relate to. Right. Yeah. And so when the, the, Um, creator of this character who is Filipino um, was asked about this. She was so excited. Um, And and that's one of the first things she said, you know, it's so rare to see a character uh, like me. So a character that I can relate to. And so, um, so it's, you know, it's interesting, uh, you know, that the way Christopher Cantwell is weaving these characters into the story. Yeah. I mean, the characters themselves are kind of the story in a way. Yeah. 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 I mean, they're kind of the, uh, the impetus of the villains, um, 
quest, right? right. Yeah. To, to take out these captains. So um, like we've done in the other issues, what we'll do is um, we'll cover uh, the first story, uh, which is the main story written by Christopher Cantwell. And we'll leave the backup story for you um, to, to read on your own when you get the chance to, you know, to read this comic, pick up this comic um, uh, because that the backup stories get a little bit more um, involved into that particular issues uh, captain. So uh, we'll, we'll do that again as well. Um, but before we get into the comic, so Bob, um, you know, I think I, at the last couple of episodes, announced um that we're going to do this giveaway right Mm -hmm. uh for Mm -hmm. the captain america what would cap do challenge coin right and um so all we all all we're doing is when when we get 10 more five-star reviews on apple uh we're going to randomly pick three of those 10 and give them one of these coins and so um you know the, the reviews are starting to come in shall i read one yeah, please. Yeah, I want to definitely hear one. Okay. So this one comes from Thomas J. O'Donnell. Okay. It gives us five stars. And the uh, subject line to this is, love this show. And uh, it's a very short and sweet re- review. He says, I follow this show every week. Huge cap fan. Nice. Yep. So thank you, Thomas. Yeah. You are a part of... Uh, uh, the contest. So we appreciate that. And if you want to also get in on this contest, just go to Apple, uh, go to your, your uh, iTunes and go in and give us a five-star review for the Captain America comic book fans podcast. And we will uh, enter into the contest and probably uh, read you on, on, uh, on the show. You know, I think this, I mean, this is, this is a great idea for, for a contest, Rick. but I, I mean, I think, Folks don't, maybe some folks don't get it. Rick. I mean, we're just two guys, right? I mean, we're not pros here. Well, you're a pro, but you know, <laughs> I'm just, you know, we're just two guys who love cap talking about cap. And uh, the more we hear from, from listeners about the things that they like, they don't like the things they want to hear. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, man, we want to know, right. Cause we want to talk about those things because we're all fans. I mean, this grew out of the captain America comic book fans uh, Facebook group. Right. And uh, that is that has some lively discussions. We want to have those sorts of sort of lively discussions here as well. So tell us what you think. Yes. Yeah. We and I'm glad you brought that up because it did. Um, it was funny. Uh, one of our our patrons, one of our loyal listeners of the show um, said uh, uh, after hearing this, he's, I never knew the group was created before the podcast. <laughs> uh, and yeah, it's true. Yeah, we the the, the uh, Facebook group grew that. Um, I guess it was in April of 2020. Mm-hmm. And um, it just, you know, grew to a point where, uh, you know, here we are doing a podcast. So 50 some episodes into this. And then as far as uh, some of the responses we got on the Facebook group, which, uh, again, we love those too. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for giving us feedback. Um, I asked the question, uh, you know, should, you know, what, what do you guys like? Do you, should I do the tangents? Should I not do the tangents? And um, <laughs> we got some good, good feedback. Um, Grant Ball, uh, again, one of our patrons says in regards to the tangents, I'm in full support of them. If I just want to know what was in the issues, I read the, I'd read the issue. It's the commentary and side stories that make it worthwhile. Oh, and, and here's another one uh, from one of our 
our patrons, Joshua uh, Daniel Van Dyne, who was also a guest on our show. Uh, I think when we covered issue two of this series, um, he says, I love your tangents, Rick. It allows for interesting breaks instead of the podcast being all about just reading the comic and being done with it. Plus, you and Bob have such camaraderie that I could just listen to you to talk all day, even if the topic wasn't about Captain America. Oh, I like, wait till you hear me, Joshua, wait till you hear me talking about uh, my uh, air conditioning repairs. Uh, maybe we'll, <laughs> just, we'll include that because uh, that's been a, a subject, a, a sore point this week. So, yeah, so anyway, you, I digress. You, you can't see it right now, but I'm looking at Bob. <laughs> And he's he's rocking the guns right now, wearing his uh, his tank top because yeah. uh, yeah. his AC's on the fritz. It's almost a quasi wife beater. But, uh, <laughs> not yeah. quite. Not, not quite. quite. Yes. yes, you're missing. It's not white, and you're missing the stain on the stomach. Yeah, but if I don't get it fixed, there's going to be a husband beater in this house. <laughs> so yeah, we got to have more guests on. We got to have more of our. Uh, I think of our listeners. Oh, I'd love that. Yeah, I've enjoyed that in the past, and I think uh, I think that'd be a lot of fun to explore. So let's let's yeah, we got to think about that some more. Yeah, we got to think of um, another way to bring them on. I mean, I enjoy that uh, listener Q and A show too. That that seems to have uh, went over very well. Yeah. Um, uh, and speaking of of wife and and husband beaters, uh, you you accused uh, my fiance of beating me. Um. <laughs> I jump. I, I I jump to conclusions. What can I say? So. <laughs> So right now, uh, by the way, if I start to stumble on any of uh, my words during this podcast, it, it could be a delayed uh, reaction of concussion. I'm not sure. Yeah, but traumatic yes- brain injury. Yeah. Yeah. Yesterday, uh, my fiance and I were, were taking uh, our dog to the dog park. And right before we left, I wanted to, to help him burn off a little bit more steam. So I, uh, I ran full speed. I mean, as fast as I could go. And it was uh, coming down a slight decline. Um, and I hit a hole. And I went yeah. face first. Yeah. Face well, right, right, before first. You, right before you did, did you go leap, leap? <laughs> <laughs> no. It was so, it happened so fast, Bob. Yeah. It happened so fast. I didn't know what was happening until after like the second or third bump. Did you, you know, see? Did you see Steve Rogers' whole life flash before your eyes? Oh, I know. I did see stars. Did you? I did okay. see stars. Yeah, yeah. but uh, it, yeah, it was just one big star on a shield. But still, <laughs> I so today uh, I have this huge raspberry in the side of my head. Um, my my right eye socket is all swollen up, and uh, uh, I've got some other nice goodies on, on some other parts of my body yes. from from falling so anyway yeah. we're we're a pair bob we are we are we're sad, that's why sad. we're not on youtube <laughs> <laughs> true <laughs> you know just uh, funny you mentioned that i mean not to i don't want to digress too much but you know i have to uh I, I i take my students at the university out on these field trips right and they have to do these field trip reports and part of the field trip reports are photographs they got to take pictures along the way and I you know I I guide them and I also Mm -hmm. have a a naturalist that works at the university that I bring along and that does sort of the flora and the fauna and so I was grading a bunch of these field reports today and like looking at the pictures and I'm like who's that old guy with all the students and then I realized (laughs) I realized it's me (laughs) 
And I'm like, oh, oh my gosh, man. I so, know. Doesn't that suck? It does. It I does. know. I'm looking in the mirror and it's just like, what the heck happened? Like, like there's a, uh, uh, we're, we're, when we were recording this recently, it was National Daughter's Day, National Son's Day, right? Yeah, right. So, you know, I, I post on Facebook picture with me and my daughter from when she was little picture with me and my son when he was little and i'm looking here's the before and after pictures and i'm like not only did i lose my hair folks but ah the last 10 years were not kind i I thought rick i saw those and i thought to myself isn't this doesn't this violate one of the rules of the witness protection program to post (laughs) in these photos (laughs) i know right i mean uh, I did change my identity. Right. Yeah. You went from mild mannered comic book store owner and then you went into the protection program and, and here you are now. Yeah. Now I'm breaking dad. <laughs> Broken down dad. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's funny. Here you go. You know, like you're like, oh, I don't know. You, you, you think to yourself, <clears throat> well, you ever see the movie City Slickers? Of course. Yeah. Right. And Billy Crystal, when he's having his midlife crisis, yeah. he said, do you ever, do you ever stop and say, this is as good as it gets. It's all downhill from here. This is as right. good as, is as good looking as I'm going to be as young and viral as I'm going to be. I'm, I'm paraphrasing whatever, yeah, but right, that right. was the, no, the no. message. Right. Yeah. And, and sometimes I think that, right. And I'm like, okay. And so I'm probably not as good looking as I was two years ago all right then maybe okay. maybe not fair. but let's just fair. say that you know, that's for the argument yeah but about two years ago i remember going in to get my license because my license was uh missing or something right and the woman behind the counter pulls up my previous license <laughs> i don't remember exactly what she said but she was like oh man Life's been tough, huh? <laughs> like, screw you. <laughs> I'm like, I didn't age that bad, but then but then again, like you know, you, you look in the picture and you see an old man, right? And- oh my gosh. Every every night and when you do tucking with my son and my wife, we we go around and we say, What was the highlight of your day? And I'm so I'm sorry to say, Rick, that would have been the highlight of my day in that story. That was uh <laughs> that was a great story. And you say this is, you know, you look in the mirror and you say, This is this is as good as looking uh, as I'm, I'm ever going to be from here on out. Right. But when I mm-hmm. saw those pictures and those trip reports, I realized I wasn't even as good looking as I thought I was. <laughs> I know. Oh, oh, our mind's eye. Oh, yeah, our mind's right? eye. Yeah. Oh my gosh. You know, you know how um, some people uh, who you hear about people who lose a limb, yeah. right. And they have that phantom, the phantom limb the, syndrome, the yeah. phantom limb syndrome, right. I have phantom hair syndrome. Okay. Yeah. I do. Sense. There are times where I feel like I have a, my full set of hair. Now, let me tell you, Bob, if you see pictures of me when I was younger, yeah. I had great guy hair. Yeah, I've seen those pictures. I had yeah. really good guy hair. I had yeah. other guys yeah. who would tell me who were bald. They yeah. were like, if I could have better eyesight or your hair, I would go with your hair. I mean, like, yeah, it's just telling me this, like yeah. who tells people that? I, I don't know. But my point is, is that I had good guy hair and yeah. uh, I do. I sometimes I have dreams. I have dreams where I have my hair again. Yeah. I told Casey, I saw those pictures. I said, he looks, oh my God, he's a handsome guy. He looks like he's an extra on Hill Street Blues. <laughs> 
he was a handsome guy. Is that what you meant to say? <laughs> Just being kind. Oh, I've been kind. But... Yeah. I told my daughter this summer, I was, I, we were in the pool and I, I'm, you know, when you come out of the pool, you know, to this day, I still, and I've only, listen, I think I've been bald four years, five years. It hasn't been that long, but when I come out of the, when out the, when I, I dive into the pool and the minute I come out of the water, I immediately go to push my hair back out of my face and it's not there. <laughs> you ever get like confused and you're like, what the hell? Uh, no, 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 it, 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 it hits me real, it's real, fast, real it's fast, fast, real fast. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you wear it well, Rick. I got I got to say. Uh, well, I appreciate that. You know, I mean, I didn't know you previously, so I only know you now, but you know, you're, you're who I know. So yeah, yeah everything else seems alien. <laughs> That's true. All right. Should we get to the comic, Bob? Indeed. Your brain needs support and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine. Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. All right. So this is United States of Captain America, number four. And on the cover here um, is a, um, well, on the, on the standard cover, because there's always variants, right? So we're, we're going with the, the standard cover here. Uh, so the regular cover is uh, by, done by an artist called uh, Gerard Perel. Oh yeah. The Perel cover, right. Yeah. yeah. And it's, um, it's superior slash Cynthia Schmidt slash sin in her costume that she's been wearing strictly for this miniseries. So she's got on a, uh, a tight outfit um, with uh, these red. Um, I don't know what you would call them. Not they look patches. like ar- they're armor. Rick. They're, yeah, are they? Okay. Yeah, they yeah. are, you know, for sliding and fighting and, and things like that. They, yeah. But they they're, but they're players. not, they're not all connected. So that way she has right. flexibility. Yeah. Right. And then, um, but her mask is a, it's a, it's a basically a version of the American flag. So one side is blue with the, with the white stars and the other side is red and white stripes. And then she has her red ponytail coming out from the back. And in the background, we have Steve Rogers uh, with his shield um, looking up at a u.s agent with his shield and they look like they're they're about to fight each other it's a cool cover right mm-hmm. i mean it's uh it's, it's a nice it's a nice perspective uh and and i and i like that i sort of i like that uh, outfit on 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 superior okay all right uh, bob all right no i don't mean you know, <laughs> but it's a cool it's a cool uniform yeah yeah i do i like it yeah. too yeah, and it almost has the way her form is standing with the way her legs and, and her back arched a little bit. Her, it almost looks like a J. Scott Campbell. It does, uh, yeah. yeah. You know, uh, figure, if you will. Um, but uh, so the, the creators for this, um, we continues being written by Christopher Cantwell. Uh, but this time we've had, Dale Eaglesham had been the penciler slash inker 
um, for the first three issues. Uh, but we have um, a guest penciler on this, a Mr. Ron Lim. I've heard of him. Yeah. Have you now? Yeah. He sounds familiar. Yeah. Well, Ron, um, to, to longtime Captain America fans, you know, uh, was no stranger because he is, um, he did back in 1990 and 1991, he did a span of 19 comics from between third, three, between issues 366 and 386. He did 19 issues. And then after that, he did an additional seven covers. Um, so he's, he is a, um, uh, I think a, a favorite uh, among cap fans. Yeah. Um, I know there's a lot of people who really, really liked his art. And, um, and I was fortunate enough about a year or two ago um, to get a, a Captain America commission from him. Um, so he's, uh, he's still, you know, active and obviously still in the industry, but if you think about it, like his, the last time that he did a Captain America comic was 30 years ago. Wow. That's yeah. That's a long time ago. And he, I, th- I think he, he did the cover, I think for the most recent annual, right? The volume nine annual that I think that just came. I haven't read it yet. No, oh, okay. So, I haven't either. But, but I mm. think he did the, I think he did the cover for that as well. Cool. Uh, and then it's inked by uh, two inkers. Um, we have Cam Smith and Scott Hanna. Now, Cam Smith, I believe um, he's a longtime inker. Uh, I remember him being on, I want to say Incredible Hulk. Uh, was it Dale Keown issues? I really don't remember. Yeah. Um, but that that seems to ring a bell. And then Scott Hanna. Now, Scott, um, Scott's a member of our Captain America combo fans Facebook group. Um, in fact, I reached out to him um, and I asked him, I said, you know, which which pages uh, did you ink in here? And he said uh, only only five pages. So he inked issue, uh, pages one and two and then 13 through 15. Um, so Cam Smith uh, inked the rest. And then uh, for colorist, we have uh, Matt Miller, longtime colorist. Um, letterer, we have uh, Joe Karamanga. And then editor, we have Alana Smith. So I'm going to read the, the recap here. <clears throat> Over the decades, many have taken up the mantle of Captain America, drawing inspiration from Steve Rogers, the original Sentinel Liberty. Whoever wields the shield carries on the right, I'm sorry, carries on the fight for freedom for all. The United States of Captain America. Days before he was due to lend his shield to a museum exhibit, Captain America was ambushed and robbed by a super fast assailant wearing his costume. He enlisted fellow Captain America Sam Wilson to reclaim the stolen shield, and their pursuit led them to the Captain's Network, a loose collective of people protecting their communities under the mantle of Captain America. It quickly became clear that the members of the network were being targeted by the shield thief, Speed Demon, and his handler, Cynthia Superior Schmidt. The chase led them across the U.S. to Kansas, where, with the aid of Joe Gomez, the Captain America of the Kickapoo, 
they foiled another assassination attempt. Joe was injured in the fight, but backup has arrived in the form of another former Captain America, Bucky Barnes. All right, so, Bob, I got to... I got to give you a little reveal, a little something here to you. All right. I'm not looking forward to this issue. I, I know I suspected this might be a challenge for you, but I know you're up for it. So. Bob, Bob, there are four Captain Americas mm-hmm. in here, two members of the Captain's Network, and several villains. Uh-huh. And I somehow have to do different voices for each of them. Yes. And if, if if anyone can do it, it's Mark Hamill. Yeah, but exactly. he's not here. But he's Mel Blank. <laughs> we got to get Mel Blank in here. He's not here. So uh, who is that Mel guy? Is. Yeah, of course. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just because, Rick. I mean, yeah, I know. I'm sorry. I'm not the Looney Tunes guy. You know, you thought I was. Mm-hmm. I'm an underdog guy. Uh, but I know who Mel Blank is. But, okay. Uh, yeah. Talk about a talented man. Oh my god. He, he was. He was. And I'm thinking. You know. Remember Rich Little. Oh yeah, Rich Little. Yeah, he was great. Yeah, so good times. But you know, if those Mel Blanc's not here, Rich Little's not here, and uh, Mark Hamill's Uh, unavailable, so it's on you. But I think we have we have confidence in you. Okay. All right. Listen, if I if I don't do a good job, Uh you guys can uh, you can dock my pay. Well, there you go. There you go, folks. Get your put your complaints in the complaint box. Oh, that's right. I don't get paid. Uh, all right. <clears throat> so this uh this first page is uh we got Steve, Sam, and Bucky standing at a annual kickapoo powwow. And Steve says, America belonged to them before it belonged to any of us. The truth is, my ancestors were colonizers. Irish and English, if you go back far enough. Sometimes I wonder what gives me the right to bear the name of the land instead of someone else, someone like Joe. Bucky says, One, Joe is Captain America. And two, the fact you even think about these things makes you who you are, Steve. And then here's Sam. Well, I love the tons too, but if you're looking for validation, you're probably asking the wrong guy. You might also be a descendant from slave owners. No, staunch abolitionists, at least that I can tell you. But still, this flag, carrying it, wearing it, it's heavy. I'm honestly thankful for anyone who stepped in to help bear its weight. You two, Aaron, Michelle, Joe. Let's head out. We're stealing focus from what the Kickapoo are trying to do here. So, Bob, I know I mentioned this last time, but here's another time where Steve says this flag, carrying it, wearing it, it's heavy. Yeah. He keeps talking about, you know, it's 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 more than he not that it's not that he can't handle it, but it's almost like is, you know, is he getting tired of it is it yeah. too much for too long yeah i mean i don't think you know i you know <clears throat> there's all kinds of different captain america stories right and we've been down this road before but i i really enjoy those narratives those stories where cap sort of wrestles with the burden 
of the mantle that he carries. And it is a mantle. Make no mistake about it, right? I mean, he's carrying a mantle, mm-hmm. this sort of solemn duty that to, to stand up for American values, for, for what we profess, even when we don't necessarily live up to them fully. Mm-hmm. And I mean, that has to be a burden to, to be out front, right? To, to carry that burden. There's a reason, you know, that, uh, you know, soldiers and sailors and Marines and airmen, they only serve for, you know, 25, 30 years, right? Because it becomes a weight after so long. And he's been carrying it for, for over a hundred years for crying out loud, right? I don't know. How long has it been? 80. 80. Okay. 80 years, right? So, I mean, uh, yeah. So you got to think, you know, what does that do to a person's psyche? Right. I mean, he, the super soldier serum allows him to, uh, to heal fast, right. To, to bounce mm-hmm. back from it, physical injury, but there's this whole question of moral injury, this whole question of the moral burden of such responsibilities. And I don't think we talk about enough. Well, I do think this series is addressing it a little bit. Uh, not as deep as you're going, but but I do think it dresses it a little bit. All right. So here it is three days later in Colorado. And they're at some cabin in the woods. And you got the, the three Captain Americas there, right? You picking up anything, Sam? And Sam is uh, on his laptop and he's got a headphone on. And he's listening in on something. I'm listening to everything, but continued radio silence on our false Patriots whereabouts. I'm getting a lot of voicemails and dead numbers for these captains. At least we got Aaron and Ariel around inbound. Sam, you could make a bank on this place. if You listed it as an, an Aaron B. Also, Steve, you know, you could just store the numbers Joe gave you in your phone all at once and then not have to dial every time. Bucky, please, not you too. Hello? Hi, good to see you again, Aaron. And Ariel, nice to meet you. Same, but fair warning, I got carsick driving up here in those switchbacks. And, and just to cut to the chase, I'd like to try that amazing outdoor shower out there. And then I'd like to live here for a few months. Oh, the homeless guy. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Mikasa Sukasa, friend. Man, this is shaping up into a nice little team. Agreed. But there's one more I want. He's meeting me at the bar down at the highway turnoff. No, Cap. I'm even going to go as far as to say, please no. And, and Steve heads out the door. And Sam says, yeah, I'm not looking forward to that reunion either. How was the drive, other than the car sickness? Good. I swung down from Boston through New York and picked up Aaron. We just both sang along with Hamilton the whole way. Yeah, it was about six full performances. I- I'm real glad to meet you, but I also want to say again that this is going to get pretty dangerous. Look at you, of all people, trying to make them into the tiny sidekicks. Wow. No, I'm not. We get it. Trust us. And it's amazing to meet you too. And then Steve pops his head back in the, in the door. 
Bucky, you coming or what? Why do I have to go? Go on, little one. Papa's waiting. Besides, he's going to need help reeling in the other dudes. <sighs> Fine. So the next page, we cut over to uh, an indoor bunker of NORAD. What's NORAD, Bob? Oh, my gosh. North, North American Air Defense Command, if I'm not mistaken. It's yeah. been a while. I'm going to need some proper clearance. Certainly. Kaboom. And then coming through the smoke. What'd he say? I don't know. I barely even heard the blast through the earplugs. All right. I, Bob, I... All right, so, okay. So now we see coming out of the uh, the smoke, it's Speed Demon in the Captain America uniform. Uh-huh. On uh-huh. one side. Mm-hmm. We have mm-hmm. Superior Sin on the other side in her her outfit. And then leading the way in front of them, holding captain america's shield in one hand and a whip in the other hand mm-hmm. it's warrior woman yeah baby yeah when was the last time we saw warrior woman Bob? Oh, but, well you know she was in the brubaker run i think but you know she her first appearance was way back in vader's number 17 back in 19 what 77 so right 77 mm-hmm. 78 so a roy thomas character yeah right? yeah so she's a big big burly woman so uh-huh. uh i guess when they made her it was almost like a um a nazi ver- version of wonder woman yeah right yeah. kind of like a sure. big amazon yeah type woman schnitzel fed yeah yeah um bob's looking at me with a big smirk on his face <laughs> he knows i i'm trying to struggle with a a voice for her because I already have Cynthia Schmidt, right? right. Cynthia Schmidt is, is uh, I don't know. I barely even heard the blast through the earplugs, right? So she's right. got more of that, that yeah, yeah. German little, yeah, yeah. right? But but War Woman is she's she's got to be a huskier voice. She's a husky lady, yeah. And and she's got to have a German accent. Yeah, an angry German accent. And I did not practice this yeah. at all. Yeah. Yeah. Here we go, folks. Superior, speed demon, span out. You know what you're looking for. Yes, Commander Krieger. Javol, Kriegerfrau. And if anyone gets in your way, just remember to have fun. Nice. nice. Is it? Uh, yeah, she sounds a little okay. manly, though. Yeah, it's, she is manly. Let's face it. Uh, she's a very she, handsome woman. She's a <laughs> in the traditional sense. Yeah. 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 All right. So we cut back to uh, the cabin in the woods. No, hold on. We got it because this what? is a bugab- this is a bugaboo with me. You know this. I you know I I I I had a, a, a an ill fated spoiler. <laughs> Wait, what? In the comic group, this whole uh, Commander Krieger. Where did that come from? Her name's her name's Julia Koenig, right? And of course, for a while, her last name was Lomer because she she was married to Master Man. Willie mm-hmm. Lomer, right? Uh, mm-hmm. and, but she she quickly dropped that name as fast as she could and back to the Koenig. So What's her first name? Julia. Julia? Yeah. So if she was married to Master Man, would then she become Julia Man? 
<laughs> uh, I think they skipped right over the man and just went to his Christian name. Oh, okay. yeah, uh, Lomer. So I, so I was confused when I read this, Rick, about this whole uh, Commander Krieger. Because mm-hmm. I think if I'm not mistaken, well, Krieger means war, right? Does it? Yeah. So mm-hmm. when, when we already established in the last episode, Bob, I'm Austrian, not German. Oh, good point. Good point. Um, and so when she's referred to as Krieger Frau, right? I mean, that's often translated in the Marvel comics as warrior woman, mm-hmm. right? Sometimes in, uh, in actual German, it's like more like warrior wife, like maybe the wife of master man, but I don't know mm-hmm. where they got Commander Krieger from. So I was confused by that whole thing when I got to this page. And what did you find out, Bob? I didn't find out anything. I think, well, what the hell? I don't know. I don't know what's going on here. I don't know why she went with Commander Krieger. Did you do you ever watch that um, show cartoon on FX? Ah, oh, God, what is it? Family Guy. No, 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 no. Um, <laughs> it's um, Archer. Uh, no, I haven't watched Archer. Oh, no. Okay, it's a great. I haven't watched it in a long, 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 long time. Yeah, I'm really behind on it. But it's uh, Archer. It's a. It's kind of a spoof on, kind of a James Bond esque mm-hmm. type of espionage um and i think the scientist's name on there is krieger i could be wrong yeah yeah krieger i mean it's it's uh i would have thought commander koenig but they went with krieger commander Commander conehead koenig koenig her 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 last name so so i was confused i was like did cantwell uh you know we talked about in the uh in the sort of the retcon differences in origin you know we talked Mm -hmm. about how how kirby and lee forgot uh, what uh, what Reinstein's name was, mm-hmm. and just simply renamed him something else in the, in the tales of suspense and subsequent retellings until they got a way to sort of you know square that circle. But then I thought, well, maybe Cantwell messed this up. So I you know I was confused. I don't know how they're gonna, if at all, they're gonna fix this. Do, do they fix it in this in this issue? About no, they don't. Oh, okay. All right, so we're we're in the cabin in the woods, and uh, the two young captains are playing video games because you know it's what kids do, and they're sitting on the couch. And and again, uh, Sam's still on his laptop listening in on stuff uh, through his uh, headphones. And you've got on the video game they show it's Captain America versus Iron Man, and Captain America's uh, his energy bar is kicking some butt here. God, Iron Man sucks in this game. Yeah, you're going down, rich boy. Why'd you even pick Iron Man? You could have been Speedball and had a better chance. Because at least I don't mind watching Iron Man lose to Cap. Anybody in the immediate area, I repeat, NORAD is under attack. Our main comm network has been cut. Repeat, NORAD is under attack by unknown assailants. Please, anyone, hear this. And then we cut to NORAD, and there's Speed Demon going through, uh, hitting people, and superiors hitting people. And uh, Warrior Woman, Commander Krieger, is just standing there with the shield. Um, And Sam says to the two kids, we're leaving now. Let's go, captains, on the double. So the next page we cut to, and we're at the bar. And we see... 
a bartender yelling. And he says, that's your last boil maker, dipstick. I don't care how much you threaten me. And here it is, John Walker in his U.S. agent outfit with the shield strapped to his back, his left hand with the half beer mug in it, and his head. His head's down on the bar. Resting ever so gently. Yeah. Yeah. And there's five shot glasses that are empty and a bunch of dead soldiers, which is a term for empty beer bottles. Nice. And he says, you don't talk to me like I'm some kind of cur. You cur. And then he stands up. Fill your hands, you son of a. And just then, Steve walks into the bar and he's wearing his commander uniform in the middle of something, John. And Walker turns and he has a smile on his face. Steve, what took you so long? Oh, hey, the kid's here too. Bucky's, who's in his winter soldier garb, says, kid? He likes to antagonize. So what's the story, Morning Glory? Is this come some kind of arrest? Because I was just going to tell you in person. I'm not down for that, okay? I'm here to help, Walker. I don't need help. No, I do. I could use another Captain America, even if you're going by U.S. agent now. Really? Hey, where's your shield? Stolen as part of a neo-fascist plot to murder a vast network of grassroots heroes to, and destroy the mantle of Captain America. Destroy the mantle? Heaven forbid. Now, John, I know we have our, well, we have a lot, but I also know you love this country more than most, perhaps as much as I do, and you give your life to protect it. Just then, Sam, who's in his Captain America garb, busts in through the door. We got to move. Our shield thief and his friends just invaded NORAD. So we cut to the next page, and everybody's on the road. So Sam's on his bike. Steve's on his bike. Bucky is on his bike, and behind him, holding on, is U.S. agent. And then in the car behind them is um, the two kids, right, Aaron and Ariel. And interesting enough, it looks like Aaron is driving. But I thought it was her car. And does he even have a license? I don't know. Huh? So John says, I'm just going to bring up again that I have my own bike. Y'all saw it outside the bar. A sweet chopper with. And Steve says, no, you're not driving drunk. And Ariel in the car says, we could have taken it and abandoned my 400,000-mile crap box. Neither of you have a, have a Class M license. Well, that doesn't mean we're not willing to learn. You were saying your shield gave you access? Yes. Certain facilities, top secret clearance to projects I'm involved in. And one of those at NORAD? It is. Yes. That must be what they're looking for. Are you going to make us ask what it is? Hate monger. Oh, boy. Great. 
And then John says, maybe you can just, you guys can just drop me off somewhere. What's a hate monger? It's living psychoactive energy derived from Adolf Hitler's consciousness. Whoa. <laughs> Cap, are you living the end of Godwin's law? What's Godwin's law? It's the idea that the longer a conversation goes on, it'll inevitably involve Nazis. I don't think that's fair. I've come up against plenty of folks in my time, and a lot of them weren't Nazis. Batrock isn't a Nazi. Batrock's worked for Zemo, who used to run Hydra, which was also once run by the Red Skull, who was mentored by, all right, I get it. So what? Fascists really don't like me. Good. You're welcome. They don't like any of us, and we're all proud of it. And I think we'll end up wiping the floor with a few more today. Hell yeah. Good. Then let's get to it. All right, so we cut back to NORAD and three villains. Uh, and by the way, uh, we didn't, I guess, put two and two together. But remember in issue three, when they were fighting... And there was a mysterious figure that came up and knocked them out. Yeah. It must have been Warrior Woman. It must have been, yes. Commander Krieger. Never. We are clear. This floor has been neutralized. Dunka Superior. Rise, my neighbor. And they're coming up to this, this box, this huge box. It's, I don't know, probably 12 feet tall 12 feet wide right just cube and there's yeah. this, there's this glowing dark energy that's just moving around um and tentacles and shape misshapen and then it it forms itself into a humanoid figure and says who disturbs my furious lamentations it is I, Lord Hitmonger. Joel, why? To what purpose? The purpose of your freedom. This divided American wasteland is ripe for a new leader. You. The Red Skull already failed in this scheme. The Skull used overt hate fringe iconography. He, we will use America it's against itself. You will be our new head of state. Superior and I will act as governors of its newly fractured regions. She is the West and I am the East. America against itself? I can easily turn these citizens against their very symbols of liberty. Their stars, their stripes, this shield, the man who bears it. I have already made great strides because this nation is sick to its core. This America will provide you a feast of hate. You'll be nine invincible. Wait, do I get to govern anything? That was, that was a uh, speed demon. And just then we have a, uh, the guy that was calling in the, uh, asking for a rescue. Um, he, uh, a soldier, he's in his camos and he's got a, a, a rifle and he's pointing it at them. Don't move. Each of you stay away from the containment area 
and lie face down on the ground, hands over your heads, now. The speed demon's a little too fast for him. And he comes right up to him and grabs him and pushes him up against the wall. But just from coming from behind, we've got, it appears to be a sober U.S. agent. Hey, tough guy. Good morning. And he just nails him with a left cross. And then Sam comes in and throws his shield and knocks down Superior. And Bucky comes up and he, with his metallic arm, nails Commander Krieger. And walking in very casually is Steve with the two kids behind him. Warrior woman. Haven't heard squat from you since that Axis Monday nonsense fell apart. When was that, Bob? I think that was in New Invaders number six, Rick. Hmm. Okay. Aaron says, aha, another Nazi then. I refuse that infantilizing moniker. And she just takes Winter Soldier and tosses him at Steve. So there you go, Rick. She doesn't like Warrior Woman. Mm. She rejects that infantilizing moniker. Mm. And she has a very good vocabulary. And apparently uh, Cynthia wants to defend her. Mm -hmm. Because she comes up, she kicks Sam. Her name is Commander Krieger, you fools. And the... uh, the uh the art the the what's his name bob give me a name for this guy i you know i don't know his name yet okay right the, we'll find the, out uh, i think later. the army dude yeah army dude yeah the army dude by the way does he have a uh blood uh, dripping down his face or is that like a um some sort of uh birthmark i think that's just a shadow or something i think he's got a square jaw no 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 every oh every you're right you're right panel he's in yeah. It's there. Yeah, I see what you're saying now. Yeah. Yeah. On the left side of his face, he's got yeah, blood dripping down his from his forehead. Yeah. I wasn't sure if it was blood or if it was a birthmark. Hey, we we wouldn't have had we don't have too many characters with birthmarks. We don't actually if you think about yeah. it. Yeah. All right. Well, when I say too many, I mean none. And yeah. <laughs> At least none to come to my mind. I'm sure there's right. some listener out there going, well, don't forget star brand or something. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> um, so then standing over top of Steve, who is, who's down on his knee is uh commander Krieger. And she says, my super soldier sibling, Danke for making it easier to grind you all up at once. Saves me some shoe leather. Now, I think that's that comment about shoe leather is coming back to hasn't there been more than one time where warrior woman was standing over top of Captain America with her boot on his face, like pressing him into the ground. Yeah. It it seems uh, that that sort of image has come up kind of again and again where, uh, (laughs) yeah, yeah. That dominatrix sort of image. Yeah. I know Alex Ross did that uh-huh. for one of the covers. Yeah. 
And just then the two kids come up and double team uh, her and uh, on both sides and, and hit into her with their, with their shields. And Ariel says, I think we knocked the wind out of her. Which is pretty impressive because judging from her size, I'm getting there's a lot of wind in there. And just then, Speed Demon, now who's been going around as Captain America, he starts to question, where am I? And uh, John Walker, who's been pummeling him, says, hypnotized, huh? Who are you? I just rung your bell loose. So that kind of goes back to the end of, was it issue two? No, or issue one, where we had um, Sin and Speed Demon in a truck, mm-hmm. and he starts back back talking her. Right. And she recites um, something about uh, baseball. Right, yeah. Right? And, and uh, he snaps too. Yeah. So he's been been hypnotized. That was the end of, was that the last panel of issue two? I think it might have been, Rick. Yeah, yeah. It's very reminiscent of the whole sort of winter soldier, you know, mm-hmm. word list, right? Yeah. But isn't Speed Demon, he, I mean, he's a bad guy, right? I mean, Speed yeah. Demon, that character itself is, is yeah. a villain, isn't he? Yeah, but he's not, he's, he's sort of like one of those, he's not an honorable villain. But he's he's sort of a low caliber thief, I okay. think. Yeah, he's not a villain per se. He's just a bad guy. Okay. Yeah. All right, we're gonna have that conversation again. Though? I don't think we are. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and if we were a comic book editor's note would say at the bottom, see episode nine for <laughs> top ten villains not named Red Skull. There you go. Yeah. Uh, so then the uh, the army guy takes his machine gun and he cocks it. Although I don't think that that's an AK forty seven. I don't think you can cock that. That like is it. It's an M sixteen. But is it? Oh yes. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. that's American. I mean, AK forty seven would be a Russian, right? That's right. And and I yeah, would assume yeah. that he would have already pulled back the charging handle on this weapon since he showed up earlier and told them all to lay down so but but you know let's but, you know hey it's hollywood right it's i mean hollywood. you gotta have the ch- ch- you know yeah, exactly right yeah so he says can't let it escape but just then apparently superior is superior with her shield aiming throwing because she went and hit not just um aaron then ricocheting and hitting Ariel, and then ricocheting and hitting the uh, the army dude, and then ricocheting and hitting John Walker. She hit all four. How does she do that? How is she that good? Mm-hmm. I don't know. That's but practice, I guess. But S- Steve comes up behind her, grabs her, slams her to the ground, and he says, "I need you to stop." Thank you. I appreciate your cooperation. <laughs> So he, uh, Speed Demon is like, he, he realizes what's going on. He's like, you. John says to him, yes, yeah, Speed Demon, you've been their zippy little puppet for a hot minute. 
Why am I dressed like this? Oh, you don't remember that part? She wants to conquer the U.S. of A. Krieger. And he runs up and, and just runs into the back of her full speed. And she doesn't even move. And she just kind of turns around and looks at him. She gets out her whip, whips around his neck. And then she says, heel, dog. She's badass. She is. She's a tough, tough lady. So Speed Demon, who is a villain by nature or a bad guy, as you mm. would put him. But you know what he doesn't like? Nazis. Yeah. You know, right. yeah. I, think, I think even American crooks aren't going to let Nazis take over America. Right. Well, hey, you remember that uh, you remember that uh, one shot crossover with uh, the Red Skull and the Joker, right? And Joker found out. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. He wasn't having any part of that either. Yeah, that's a good that's a good callback by you. And so behind the glass, the hate monger slash Adolf Hitler. Nice to see you, Captain. Nice to see you behind the glass looking like someone just emptied a vacuum cleaner bag into a breeze hate monger. Hmm. Does that sound like something Steve would say? <laughs> it is a bit convoluted, I think. Yeah. Looking like someone who just emptied a vacuum cleaner bag into a breeze yeah which is basically what it looks like yeah it's a great description by you know him. but yeah i think you're right i think it's a bit yeah. eh, it's not it's not steve yeah so then sam comes up and gives a left cross to commander krieger and then bucky comes up with his metallic arm and gives her a left cross and she's just standing there, her head turns one way, her head turns the other way. And then she picks up the shield and there's something about the shield and her eyes start to glow. See its face shield revealed, cower and flee every man, woman, child, and all the captains, their eyes start to glow as they're being mesmerized by this shield. What's up with that, Bob? I know that's not something that she's been able to do before. This seems to be some sort of new, uh, new power. Yeah. I mean, heck, if she's got the power to do that, what does she need Haymonger for? I mean, clearly she's hypnotized Speed Demon, right? Yeah. So. But Steve, Steve's not having it. So he comes up and he just gives her a, a leg. Sl- uh, what do you call that? A leg swipe? Yeah, he sweeps out her leg. Sweep the leg! he sweeps the leg and so she she goes down and uh and at the same time john says to the army guy shake it off pal how many how many captain americas are there short answer a bleep load we all know he he john doesn't say bleep yeah he says he he says he says um but as she's on the ground, Commander Krieger sweeps Captain America with their shield, with his shield. And then she gets up and she goes to the um, the hate monger's cell and allows the the um, 
the little device that uh, reads things, you know, like a scanner. And usually, yeah, you know, we think maybe scan an eye or something like that. No, sort of biometrics. Scans, yeah, it scans the middle of his shield, and it says access granted. And Steve and John at the same time yell, "No!" And coming out is uh, this energy, and Steve runs up and he with his shield. Somehow, somehow he got the shield back from. Um, from Krieger, I don't know how that happened, but I don't know anyway. if that's. I don't think that's. I don't think that's his shield because it looks like there's a crack in it. Then whose shield is it? I don't know. I don't know. Was someone else carrying a shield? No, because well, um, yeah, what's his right. name? Um, Sam's Aaron, is different. Aaron was carrying one, but it's like a trash can lid almost. You know? Yeah, right. Nothing like this. And then, uh, so anyway, so Steve says, "Hold it right there," but. The hate monger changes form into a young Peggy Carter. Oh. No, it isn't you. You're not Peggy Carter. Look at you, Steve. A grown man, an elderly man, still dressing up like a child. You embarrass me. You embarrass this country. And then just then she just smacks him. And uh, John comes up to try to punch Krieger, but she catches his fist in her hand and crunches it, and he yells. And then she tosses him with one arm onto the army guy. Fare thee well, reprobates. And they run off. Her and uh, the hate monger. And uh, speaking of uh, she speaks very well, what's a reprobate? I, that's a weird... It's a, that, that's a weird... <laughs> You know, it's a weird term to use, Rick. It means an unprincipled person. Well, maybe in her mind, they are. Yeah, maybe. It, yeah, it seems an odd choice of words, but. Hmm. So Steve says, come on, we got to go after them. John says, no, we don't. We've got two of theirs. We don't need to chase them to find out where they're going. And Sam grabs Superior, come on, move. Bucky says, but the two still out there are hate monger and warrior. Uh, sorry, Commander Krieger. Commander of what? Jerks? Hate monger is a dangerous asset. Doesn't sound like an asset to me. Bad word choice. I'm Captain Jeremy Merrick. My assignment was the containment and study of this thing. It was ready to kill me. So Steve then says, well, then you can help us recapture it. And John has a point. They're on the defense as long as we get intel out of these two. I will tell you nothing. We'll see about that. And then Speed Demon says, I'll tell you whatever I can, but I don't know how this happened to me or how long it's been. Because you're weak. I, on the other hand, my father invented some of the most hideous torture techniques that exist. I've mastered every one of them. What on earth do you Cub Scouts plan on doing to make me talk besides asking politely? And just then, John Walker comes up. <laughs> he's got a big old smile on his face, and he's got his hand out to, to shake her hand. And he says, fellas, I got this. Hi, Cynthia. John Walker, 
I was expelled from the Cub Scouts. Why don't we have a chat? To be concluded. Oh, my. That's right. There's only one issue left in this uh, five-issue miniseries, Rick. Yeah. There's a lot of wrapping up to do. What are your thoughts on this issue, Bob? <laughs> you know, it's, uh, it's, it was a twist that I, I didn't see coming. I didn't see uh, Commander Krieger, and I certainly didn't see the hate monger uh, involved in this tale. And I'm happy to see him because I, you know, I, I I'm one of those those uh, those readers, Rick, that I I like the hate monger stories. I think they're mm-hmm. fascinating. I mean, they go all the way back to Fantastic Four, and I I think it's a fascinating concept. This sort of psycho, whatever it is, residue of of Adolf Hitler. Mm-hmm. Thanks, of course, to our, our good friend Arnim Zola, uh, who made this all possible. But mm-hmm. uh, I didn't see this coming, so I'm really looking forward to seeing how this concludes. And uh, and I think this storyline gets us a little bit closer to that to that big conclusion. Yeah, it's a good point. Um, I I don't know how we're going to wrap this up in one issue, right? Right. I mean, we've got. Now we've got Commander Krieger, and we've got um, the hate monger. I mean, that's, I don't know, man. Yeah. That's a lot to do. I I wonder if this is going to spill over. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I've seen a lot of, uh, sort of a lot of uh, trepidation. I think is the right word, you know, in, in the Facebook group about what's going to happen next. And we know there's going to be a, a, a team up, at least a mini series, right? Uh, Iron Man, Captain America. Mm-hmm. We know that's going to happen. Uh, and there's nothing on the, uh, nothing on the wires yet about uh, volume 10 of Captain America coming out. And so maybe that, maybe that team up series is going to help wrap this up in some way. Hmm. I I wonder. So we've we've talked about at least after the first issue that we all thought, oh, you know, Cantwell is doing a really good job. We'd like to see him maybe take a crack at the ongoing series when they announce that. Yeah. Um. And who knows? Maybe maybe that'll happen. Maybe he will be the writer on that. Maybe he knows that and he's setting it up for. The, the next series yeah because you know if you start off with a warrior woman cynthia schmidt and hate monger you know that's a that's a blast from the past and right. i think i think one of the things that if i'm editorial um i know that there's been a lot of let's just say cap fans from our age and older who have maybe been disenfranchised like there's not a lot but there's certainly been enough people in the facebook group where i read and they're like yeah i haven't read a new captain america comic book since you know 1907 yeah (laughs) right but you know what i mean right so well how do you how do you bring them back well, you bring back some classic villains that haven't been around since, you know, a long yeah. time and uh, might pique their interest. And the other thing, too, um, I mean, listen, 
volume nine. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the Coates series. It was timely. Um, it was a story that had to be told after the whole Steve Rogers as a fascist, right? Mm-hmm. You know, how does he come back from that? Right. So they, they did a little bit of that. Plus they did a little bit of, um, contemporary kind of story. Yeah. And, and it's kind of like, I don't know. I, I see, I see the next one going to be a little bit more classic and less contemporary. Yeah. Because that's mm-hmm. what they do, right? Like remember when they filed Ed Brubaker's volume five, and volume six, and they did volume seven. Yeah. Volume seven was a complete 180 degree turn because you had Rick Remender doing this story about um, Arnim Zola and being in that, that Zola uh, Dimension Z, yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. Dimension Z, thank you. And, you know, it. how else do you follow Ed Brubaker, right? Yeah. I mean, like, yeah. you can't do more like that. Like, you got to do something different. So, I don't know. Well, that that's, makes sense. That makes perfect sense to me, actually. At least that's my initial thought. No, I, mean, I think that's, that's the first thing that comes to me. Good. I think it's, uh, it might be time, I think, to, to have some clear-cut good guys and bad guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, and nothing is more clear cut than going back to the original source material, which is Nazis, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Krieger, even Schmidt, uh, you know, they're all sort of cut from the sort of neo-fascist cloth. And uh, so, yeah, I think you're right. I think there's something to be said for making it very clear cut, good mm-hmm. versus evil. You know what? This story inspired me. I think in the near future, not right away, because we, we've, we've done a, our share of 70 stories recently. Mm. But I want to go back to 1979. And oh, we all. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I want to do, uh, I think it was like a three-part story with um, the hate monger slash yeah. the, um, the 50s cap. Yeah. Right. The grand director story. Yeah. Oh, that's a good story. Right. Because yeah. Roger McKenzie wrote it. It was Sal Basima, I think Don Perlin. Right. And um, it was issues 231, which is that that famous cover of a cross burning. Mm-hmm. And then there's there's the the grand director there putting his hand up and almost like a Nazi salute. Right. Right. And then. Yeah. Um, the fallout from that, I think yeah. there's maybe, I think there's a couple issues after that, that story kind of continues. What do you think? Do you think we yeah. should explore that? No, that's a good, that's a great story. I, I love a good hate monger story. And there, there's been quite a few, and we did one, right? We've sort of, we did the, the cube cult story from, uh, gosh, what was that? Was that volume uh, three? No. Okay, was that volume one? That I can't remember. One. It was the yeah, end. It was the, the was, end. It was the end story arc. That was when, um, yeah the beginning of Mark Wade and Ron. Garner. Right. That's right. That's right. With uh, Cap and Sharon and uh, Sharon's return and Cap and, uh, and the Red Skull going against, uh, against, against the cube cult and the hate monger. So yeah. there's a lot, a lot of great hate monger stories. I think that and, would be a great one to tackle. And if, uh, for those who want to go and check that out, that was episode 15 where we covered Captain America 445 through 448 Operation Rebirth.
Was that a good plug, Bob? That was a good. <laughs> I was just, I was just sitting here admiring how you just, you went to like a radio broadcaster voice. <laughs> uh, yeah. All right. So, all right. We got one more, one more episode. Or is there one more issue to go? I got to tell you, ever since I've been doing this podcast, I've been mixing up my words, episode and issue nonstop. I refer right. to issues yeah. as episodes and episodes as issues. Right. I tell you, I, you know, when I go into class now, I go, I teach Monday mornings. I teach Thursday afternoons. I go in and I say, uh, welcome to uh, issue five. <laughs> I mean, I'm in week five of the course. Right. So yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Issue five. Um, so, f- so, so far, uh, what do you, what do you like and what do you don't like about this series? Well, you know, I think it's uh, right off the bat. I love the idea that, uh, you know, we, we know Cap has a mantle, right? And he's, he's struggling with the burden of the mantle. He's been carrying it an awfully long time, right? And it's not an easy mantle to carry, even for somebody with the super soldier serum running through his veins. Um, so that's sort of one aspect of this that, that I like. I like the psychological part of this, right? The moral injury part. The other part is this, that the mantle can be shared. You know, about a, a week ago, Rick, I was uh, I was on Facebook as I sometimes am, mm-hmm. and I saw somebody post uh, this meme, right? And it was about empathy, and it's about uh, empathy without boundaries is self destruction. And I've been really huh. I've been wrestling with that for like a week, right? Because uh, the part of me wants to reject that and say no, empathy is important. We got to always have empathy, but there's some truth in that. That mm-hmm. uh, empathy shouldered alone, you know, when you carry the burden of empathy by yourself, it can be a recipe for self destruction because it becomes overwhelming. And I think in some sense, this also speaks to the mantle of Captain America. And so we see the burden, but we also see that that burden, that mantle, can be shared. Mm-hmm. Um, by others, uh, even, you know, in their own communities, in their own ways. And I mm-hmm. think that is a powerful, powerful message. And so I like this story. I love this series because I think it, it sort of marries those two challenges in a very constructive way. Those are excellent points. I, I love that you brought that up, that meme about empathy without boundaries, um, because that's, that's something that I I really, one of the things that draws me to Steve Rogers is his empathy. And that's why on the challenge coin, when we, we talk about on, on both sides of the challenge coin, we have different characteristics of Steve Rogers. Uh, and I think there's four on each side. So we have eight characteristics of Steve Rogers. And one side has the shield. One side says, what would Cap do? Right. Mm-hmm. And and it's one of those things like to think of just think of, hey, before I do this, before I say this, would Steve do this? Would Steve say this? And um, one of the characteristics on there is empathy. And that was one right. of the ones it was one of the first ones that I, you know, when we, you and I talked like, which yeah. characteristics should we put on there? Empathy was by far one of the ones that I wanted on there. And so. I can totally see empathy without boundaries can be destructive a hundred percent. And it's, it's, uh, I'll be honest. It's a personal issue I deal with that. Uh, I tend to be a little too empathetic. Um, meaning that I, I do put myself in other people's shoes probably a little too much 
in the fact uh, that it can be sometimes a little overwhelming sometimes. Right. Yeah. Right. And as someone who is a communication major, who is a marketing professional, um, I studied communication um, and yet uh, I refuse to really watch the news. I don't watch reality shows. I don't watch dramas um, because they are too realistic to me. And yeah. because of my empathetic nature, it bothers me. Right. Like I, I think that's one of the things I gravitated to comic books so much because at least it was a fantasy world. So if this violence was happening, I could always just say, well, it's make-believe it's fantasy. Um, and that's why I embraced fantasy type shows, TV shows, movies, again, because I could separate from it. If I watch, I can't watch a crime drama because I know it's based in reality, you know? And I know that, that there's people out there who are victims of these t- particular types of behaviors and it bothers me. It, it really does. And I, so, so I suffer sometimes from too much empathy. So I, that meme that you just described really hits home with me. Yeah. Um, so thanks for sharing that. But the, yeah, so I, I, I'm sorry, I went off on a tangent. Um, but the, the thing about uh, this series that I, I, I agree with you that I really like is um, that we're seeing how Cap inspires others. Right. Right. That Cap um, has, due to his nature, due to his activities, due to his words, he has inspired others to to pick up the mantle and to do things in their own communities on their own levels. Right. So I do really love that. Here's one thing I don't like. I think some of the some of it is outside Steve's characteristics. I find it a little hard to believe that Steve is going to call in Aaron and Ariel, who he's never met. Yeah. And ask them to come along onto a battle. And he knows, he knows darn well what's at NORAD waiting. He knows the hate monger is there. He knows the evil that is there. He knows that Cynthia and Speed Demon are adversaries that are really, really tough. For him to just bring in these inexperienced, um, non powered. Yeah. Right. Right. Uh, he, he hasn't done any training with them. He doesn't know what kind of team they could be and how they could support each other on the battlefield. I almost find it outside of Steve's characteristic to do something like that. Am I being too harsh? No, I think that's a really good point. That made me a little uncomfortable as well. I mean, like how, how did, you know, he, he'd met Aaron, right. But he hadn't even met Ariel, you know, in the backup story in this issue, which, you know, we're not going to talk about, but it talks a little bit about the sorts of things that she does. She is sort of the captain America of the campus. Right. And so it's an interesting story. It's a fun little story. Um, it's a powerful story, but it's, it, it, it certainly her sort of activities don't rise to the level of combat they would expect to face that cap would expect to face 
yeah going in against cynthia against superior speed demon and uh and this unknown assailant who turns out to be commander krieger so and mm-hmm. with the hate monger in the mix as well so yeah i think you're absolutely right that that seems a little no a lot out of character yeah i mean i mean on one hand we get captain america who is uh telling john walker that he can't drive because he's drunk right i mean he's he's mr you know uh strict there right but you know but here let me go ahead and bring this uh this these inexperienced um characters in oh by the way uh, I am looking up Archer right now uh-huh. and the characters. Uh, there is a Dr. Krieger. Yeah. Well, you know, there was a, um, yeah, there's a, there's a DC character. I, I think it's like Captain Nazi or something. Right. Uh, and his name was Albrecht Krieger. So I went, I was like, Oh, did, uh, did Julia go marry uh, Captain Nazi from DC or something? And uh take the thing his last name so i uh, you know interesting yeah i don't know all right well it's gonna be fun seeing how this uh wraps up yeah. next issue uh and we'll be sure to uh to cover it here in the captain america comic book fans podcast so now is a perfect time to talk about our next episode um next episode we're gonna go to the uh the year 1993 bob that uh that is a long time ago for me it is sort of a hazy period as well yeah so we know we haven't explored uh we've explored some mark grunewald story arcs right yeah Uh, but they've been in the 80s we really haven't touched on any of his stories in the 90s uh so i thought it would be fun to go after this particular story uh it's three issues we're going to cover issues 411 through 413 so they came out in 1993 uh-huh. and um it's a story of captain america falcon diamondback uh-huh. going undercover to aim island where there is a fight club with all the villains yeah Right. So they're uh, they're going disguised as villains. And uh, just so happens, Cap's going to be disguised as Cap uh, as Crossbones. Falcon is going to be disguised as Jack-O-Lantern. And guess who Diamondback is going to be disguised as? Uh, General Woe? No. (laughs) That'd, that'd be a hell of a su- sumo suit that she had to wear. No, she's going to go as Cynthia Schmidt in her mother superior form. Oh, okay, that makes sense. Yeah. I think that, I think it'll be a nice treat for everyone. But General Woe, all from Tales of Suspense seventy one, is involved as well. Yeah, well, there's all kinds of villains. I mean, there's we're talking we're talking uh, Batroc Lipe. Yes. will be there yes, along yes. with his uh, Batroc's brigade. Yeah. Uh, we're going to have um, Rhino and all kinds of, yeah. of characters. I, I have to say, I'm a little uncomfortable 
about this three issue arc, Rick? Um, I don't know. I, you know, when you pitched it, I was like, uh, I'm not so sure because everyone knows the first rule of AIM Island Fight Club. <laughs> yeah. You know, what is it, Bob? You don't what talk about AIM Island Fight Club. Oh. So, but all right. Well, we're, you know, it's 93. So. Yeah, I think I think uh, it's almost thirty years later, Bob. I think it's okay. We're safe. All right. Yeah. Um, so that'll be next episode. So be sure to come back for that. Um, all right. Well, I think that about covers it. Uh, oh, by the way, after that episode fifty-five, where we're covering those three issues, episode fifty-six, we have another guest on the show. I love guests. Who's who's the guest, Rick? It's going to be a Captain America, somebody who uh, worked on one of the books, worked on Captain America. I don't want to give away oh, um, because yeah. you know what? As I, I want to be fair, as the, our patrons, right? If you are Shield Slinger level or more, uh-huh. Uh-huh. you get to find out who our guests are going to be uh, ahead of time. And you get the opportunity to ask a question. So I'll be shooting an email out to, uh, nice. to our, our shield slinger and higher, which would be, um, what's Super the higher Super, Super soldier. soldier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, we'll be, I'll be sending an email to them so they can ask questions. And then next episode will announce, uh, publicly who the guest is going to be. It's very exciting. Very exciting. Yep. All right, Bob. Well, as always, it's been fun wrapping cap with you. Indeed. Let's do this again real soon. All right. He's Bob Lucius. I'm Rick Verbonis, and you've been listening to the Captain America Complex.